guys, welcome to Rank and Vile, the podcast where we attempt to rank every single horror movie ever. And on this episode, we are joined uh, by podcaster Marlene Thompson. How's it going? Good. How are you guys? We're doing good. Good. Um, and obviously, uh, Marlene, you are uh, one half of the podcast Ghost of a Chance. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. It's me uh, and my husband, Matt Wilson, uh, who is also a podcaster. Uh, he is also a, a half of War Rocket Ajax. Uh, so mm-hmm. am mm-hmm. I like a third of War Rocket Ajax? I don't know. <laughs> That's debatable. No, yeah, that checks out. <laughs> yeah, sure, great, it works. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and and so um, what what's the uh, what's the premise of Ghost of a Chance for our listeners who may not have yet had the fortune to? Yeah, so uh, the premise is that um, I have always had a fascination with like ghosts and the supernatural and just anything that really like gives you like makes you stay up at night. Um, and uh, my husband, Matt, while love, loves horror movies and loves, you know, like, uh, really scary, fun things, um, doesn't really believe in it being real, um, whereas I do. And uh, I will pick a ghost story or, or some, you know, historical place that is known to be haunted or said to have been haunted. Um, mm-hmm. And I'll do some research online, so I'll have, like, a historical background of the place, like we just did one on the Queen Mary, which is a ship that, um, like it was like a, a World War II vessel, um, oh, wow. and now it's like a hotel, basically. Uh, but I did like, you know, a historical background of it, and um, and then I did like, you know, stories about like the hauntings of it. And then Matt will sit there and tell me how it's, uh, how um, it's fake, uh, and I will say, no, it's not. Um, and I'll just try to convince him that it's real. Um, and which is the reason it's called Ghost of a Chance is I have a ghost of a chance of, of convincing him that it ghosts are real. Right. So, so you're, so you're the sort of like beleaguered Mulder to his scully. Exactly. I am, I am Mulder through and through. So if you can stay, if you can sleep in the Queen Mary, what other weird things, um, have y'all stayed in or aspire to to stay in well um so we have been on a lot of ghost tours he does enjoy them matt does enjoy them um we got every new city that we go to like on vacation like we went to charleston recently um we went like uh yeah just every chance that we get to go on a ghost tour we'll pretty much take it um like we live in Asheville now um Asheville, north carolina and when we like within the first few months of moving here we went on a ghost tour um but yeah, I haven't stayed anywhere haunted as an adult where I am aware of it uh, because I am too scared. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's legit. But I would, I would stay. I would like hang out for a minute, be like, "Cool, this place is creepy as hell." Bye. And then I paid my fifteen dollars to go on a tour. Uh, but I don't know. I think I'd have to get paid a lot to sleep in a place that uh, is haunted. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, that's also kind of my thing is like, I'm not superstitious, but I'm like mildly stitious so that it's like, listen, I don't know that I believe in, in the paranormal and, and, and ghosts, but here's the thing. I don't not believe in it. Uh-huh. And like, right, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. There's like, there's, there's no, I listen, you know, it's like, I, I, I have no need to mess around with that on the off chance that I get possessed by ghosts. Uh-huh. Yeah. So, you don't want to do that. You don't want to mess with a demon that's going to possess you, but you're like, oh, maybe it's not real. But if it is real, I just want to like have insurance that it is. Yeah. Right. I actually had a discussion today about Ouija boards and why they're probably bullshit, but why invite it into your home? (laughs) (laughs) Why risk it? Why risk anything like that? Like, you could go 80 miles an hour, but why do it? 
Yeah, I, my partner Christine has this thing where she's like, listen, I don't have anything to prove. I'm perfectly secure not poking around in ghost houses. Although, I have to admit that um, the, that episode you did with like the World War II era vessel converted into a hotel, that is objectively a horror movie recipe for getting haunted. Exactly. Like so it- my hometown has, uh, so Casey Jones, mm-hmm. the, the train conductor, not the Ninja Turtle character, <laughs> is from my hometown. So we have like a touristy train junction where there's like train cars up on blocks and mm-hmm. like a Casey Jones museum and yeah. like an old country store. Mm-hmm. And you can spend extra money to sleep in the caboose overnight as like your hotel room. Mm. And although it's not haunted, I feel like it probably is haunted just from the nature of being a caboose up on blocks in the middle of my I don't think they would Tennessee town. Yeah, I don't think they would put it on blocks if it wasn't like, hey, this probably has some weird stuff around it. Uh that's why we put it on blocks. <laughs> yeah. If it's weird, we put it on blocks. If it's weird, we put it on blocks, yeah. 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 I mean that's it's really it. if you look at any monument in the south like yeah if it's weird we put it up on a block in town square yeah man i think honestly like the weirdest like tennessee monument that i um is always kind of a fun thing to show people is that really fucked up um nathan bedford forest statue yeah that son of a bitch that thing is huge where what do you Um, where is this so in middle (laughs) tennessee there is nathan bedford forest is it state park like, it's a park named after him because he's from Tennessee and, you know, Civil War and, and beaten off to the Civil War. But mm-hmm. it's like a giant, you know, multi-story statue that you can see from the interstate of Nathan Bedford Forrest riding on his jerk-ass racist horse. Uh, that's that's unfair. The he's racist. racist. The horse isn't <laughs> racist. racist. The horse yeah, got no, the, dragged yeah. into it, not his fault. Exactly. The, the horse is an unproblematic fave, but Nathan Bedford Forrest's face, the, the sculptor who was not very good, uh... I, I, I am oh! oh, I think I have yeah. totally heard about this. I think it's just like a really, really shitty. Can you curse on this podcast, by the way? Uh, oh, yeah. We <laughs> the last episode, we we set a record for how many times we could say fish fuck when talking about Shape of Water. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, feel, feel free to put as much salt and pepper on it as you want. Like, if you, if you Google image search um, Nathan Bedford Forest statue. I'm going to do it right um, now. Oh, it's the one of the That's most our, our home state pride. <laughs> yeah. Shame. Oh my our god. Yeah. What a yeah. what an atrocity. Hey, you know what? Fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's a terrible statue, but that yeah. dude was terrible, so like who cares? It's no, what he deserves. But it's a, it's it's a legitimate gold horse and the maniac <laughs> look on its face. <laughs> it's insane. And it's just, just... Uh, uh, it's oh cool it's so, alice it's so... obscura calls it ugly nathan bedford forest statue <laughs> oh god so, so quincy uh what uh what things have you been uh consuming this week what have you been reading or watching or, or what bizarre internet holes have you fallen down this week oh i'm so happy you asked me um our friend groovy at groovy doom on twitter sent me some back issues of his zine drive-in asylum and this is my new favorite magazine not even my new favorite fanzine which it is but just like any periodical publication it's the best it is a zine of reviews of obscure horror movies 
and newspaper clippings of showtimes for drive-ins. Oh my gosh. So it is like is... a two-page spread of every Dawn of the Dead and Halloween uh, newspaper ad that he could find from 1979. If somebody had asked me to find exactly your shit, I would have just described this. This is yeah. This could not be more your beat. So, so get on Etsy and look up Groovy Doom and Drive-In Asylum and get this zine because the the one i'm holding right now is the 1979 yearbook issue so it's all movies from 79 including prophecy the mutant bear movie uh why why prophet was it a prophecy of a mutant bear or is that an unrelated prophecy? well it's called prophecy the monster movie because it was supposed to be the end-all be-all monster movie it's also uh many people say is where frank um uh, Darabont? No, I'm sorry. John Frankenheimer. John Frankenheimer. A lot of people say it was the beginning of the end of his career. Like that's when he went insane. Is when he tried to make prophecy. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. Well, my my heart goes out to him. So um, go look up Drive In Asylum. It's super good. Everyone that's listening. <laughs> oh my god, I'm I'm so excited to eventually like catch whatever parts of this fall down to me from you because like, you're, you're you're generally my weird shit dealer is like you're the one who finds these bizarre cultural curios that eventually you know you wade through all the dross so that um i don't have to your hands look like that so my hands can look like this um yeah i hate to break it to you though you're going to have to buy your own copies because these are not <laughs> leaving my collection oh no i was not gonna ask you to say I, I i was assuming i was gonna get like sort of weird snapchats of, of pages no um, what'll the... happen is bedtime story style i'll skype you and read to you from the scene <laughs> relatedly unfriended rules and we're doing it at some point so the thing that i've been uh reading this week um the thing the thing that i actually just start um i'm, I'm, I'm ready to start on um, is this YA series um, that's basically gender-bent teenage girl Sherlock Holmes with doofy friend protagonist, uh, and the first one is called A Study in Charlotte. And it's, you know that thing of how, like, teenage girls are full of spiders? Yep, sure. No, I know I was when uh, yeah. I was a teenager. Uh, I think I've heard of this, by the way. I think I've heard of what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. It's by uh, Brit- Brittany Caviaro, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I am so fucking stoked to read this. And also, I have been playing that stupid uh, Ark Survival Evolved game with my friend Anna, and cursing at dinosaurs, and trying unsuccessfully to ride a triceratops and getting murdered, so all around a pretty good week. I'm so excited about this Charlotte Holmes book because I don't like YA because the YA I have usually read is teenage boys and I don't need any more time in a teenage boy's head. I did. No, I served no. my time. I'm done. Yeah, I think you guys are good with that. I think once you check yeah. out, you're like, I'm never going to go back. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, you did your nickel. You are you got out. You don't have to do that again. But I'm into this. So, Marlene, what kind of ghoul shit have you been up to this week? Uh, some ghoul shit. Uh, so, um, I started reading, I got this book a while back. Um, it's, uh, it's called, uh, The Witches, and it's about the, uh, Salem Witch Trials. Uh, uh, yeah, and it's, like, this historical context, um, it's by, I guess you pronounce it, her name, Stacey Sheaf, or, uh, I think that's how you say it? Um, Mm -hmm. but it's just, like, about how you know, the, the Salem witch trial. I'm, I'm not too far into it. I'm maybe like 30 pages, but I was like, oh, I got this like a year ago. And you know how you have the stacks of books by your bed uh, that yep, you're yep. like, oh, I'm totally going to read these. I'm going to be uh, really, really productive this week and not watch a bunch of Netflix. 
but you do that anyway. And right. uh, and then you're like, you know what, tonight, tonight I'm going to do some tea and I'm going to read. So that's what I did mm-hmm. uh, a few nights ago. And it's really, uh, it's really great. It just talks about like, uh, you know, how basically the early settlers were crazy. Not only were they crazy people, but starvation and, you know, all the new fungus that they were probably eating in this new land uh, made them hallucinate. So, mm. uh, yeah, so it's just, it's really interesting. It's kind of a long book, but I'm excited to keep reading it. Um, that's, so that's, yeah. the, that's the ghoul shit that I've been, I've been reading. Actually, funny enough, so um, when I read it, I was like, oh, I read it like a few nights in a row. And then I was just like, I wonder if like, you know, I just, I tend to think about like, you know, ghoul shit when I start to read it, especially if it's like a real thing that happened. Um, so, or like real accounts. And then I got into a car accident. I'm fine. Um, oh, <laughs> yeah, totally fine. Nobody else was involved, but it was like, I hit a rabbit and I tried to swerve out of the way. Um, but I ended up like damaging my car instead. I'm totally fine. But I was like, I wonder if it was that damn book telling me not to read the rest <laughs> of it. <laughs> oh my God. Speaking of a uh, ghoul shit and, uh, rabbits, but, and, and settlers, um, are you familiar with rabbit starvation? Cause I, I, I had never heard of this and now I can't stop thinking about, about rabbit it. starvation. No. What is that? Yeah. Apparently, um, settlers, uh, I think in like the mid 19th century or something, um, they were, they were going West. And of course, a lot of people were like, you know, listen, I played the Oregon trail. It was, a, it was a documentary about people trying to move West. Uh, apparently rabbit starvation is this thing where the, the settlers would capture all of these rabbits and be like, all right, Hey, we've got this fucking enormous food source and we are going to be, you know, we're, we're Bob's your uncle. We're going to be fine. But the problem is that apparently it takes like more calories to consume a rabbit than the rabbit itself provides. So they were just like shoveling down rabbits and couldn't figure out why they were starving. And what? so, so, ra- so it's basically starvation. every Oregon trail we ever played where you go hunting and just mow down the whole field, the whole plains. Yeah, just and then... spraying wildly. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah, also that's... officially called protein poisoning because it's acute malnutrition because there's no fat in game so like oh. you don't have enough uh you have too much protein and like no fat in your system and like, hey somebody should write a book on that diet all i'm saying <laughs> yeah yeah that's all that there, there, there's an egg on the face of the settlers yeah i don't um, know i so, probably um, shouldn't say that about starvation that's not cool but uh <laughs> yeah anyway <laughs> I, mean, I mean you know you know you can you can riff on starvation sure. i think like that's you know sure especially it, like early settlers because like they're dead anyway it's fine Oh, yeah. No, if you're an early settler, you can go fuck yourself. Oh, right. Oh, um, no. True, true. You can't go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk so, about inviting demon shit into our home, because my <laughs> wife was very mad that I watched the exorcism of Emily Rose in oh, our house that we shared together in our living room. Sure. <laughs> oh, my sure. God. Television. Was she, hey. Was she worried she was going to get some bad juju from it, or...? Yeah, yeah, it was the why are you letting this demon shit into our house that we shared together. <laughs> our good Christian suburb, and you're letting... <laughs> we watched it you... and drank Chick-fil-A milkshakes together. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> this is pure Americana, is. is what this is. Yeah, you're yeah. drinking milkshakes, commuting with the, with Satan <laughs> on, a, on a Tuesday and night. And a Chick-fil- oh. Chick-fil-A milkshakes, not, nonetheless. I mean... Yeah, yeah, oh, exactly. You can really taste the hate in yeah, you can taste the homophobia. You can, yeah, you can. Yeah. So, um, the, so the exorcism of, of Emily Rose is uh, unique amongst possession slash exorcism movies in that it's largely a legal drama. It is. It is. It's weirdly like a lot of it takes place in a courtroom, and a lot of it's just like, well, this is kind of an overall thing. 
But um, I didn't realize, like, when I saw it when I was, like, 19, mm-hmm. uh, I was very high when I went to the theater. And right. uh, I'm also a Catholic, sorry, recovering Catholic. So sure. uh, demon shit has always scared me. But it hit me at a time when I was like, oh, my God, it's re- it's all real. Uh, more than what the exorcist probably, like, did to me when I was, like, when I first saw it when I was, like, 15. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah, and then rewatching it, I was like, "This is like a legal drama." Laura Linney looks amazing, oh, um, yeah. as yeah, she, she as she do, and uh, but I didn't realize how like pro God it was. It it's it's uh so I I had I just watched um that really gnarly um Christian movie God's Not Dead. This this is basically the possession version of God's Not Dead. Where yeah, it's very like. Well, I'm gl- I, I think we've all learned something here today. Right. I think we've all learned that Jesus is real and she is a saint, and Catholicism is the only way to go. Like that. But it's really janky that basically, like, spoiler alert, she has to suffer mm-hmm. to make people believe in the devil, therefore believe in God. But like. Yeah, the Virgin Mary straight up says, "Sorry, Emily, this sucks for you, but yeah. you're you're taking one for the team. You're, you're taking, doing it yeah. now, so that you're doing the can job. Get for, down with JC. You're yeah. doing the job for Jesus. Doing the job for Jesus, and also like you know, we didn't want to pick a, a dude because like we just you know we don't want to make them suffer too much. But like you know, female right. possession is totally fine. Totally fine." Oh, I mean, there's a reason it's a classic, you know? Like, I mean, yeah. ever since The Exorcist, you know, like, there's exactly one kind of demon possession we're cool with, and, and it's largely nice young ladies. Yeah, it's nice young ladies who just want to get A's in school. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. that's it. Here's another wild thing, and I'm using, um, the friend of the show, Benito Serino, wrote an article on grunge.com about bizarre possessed people, like he do, and in... So it's based off of Annalise Michelle, who is an actual woman who died. Mm-hmm. Um, in Germany. She, yeah, right? in Germany. It was Germany, yeah. The news story broke in America in this Washington Post article from 2005. The exorcism of Emily Rose also came out in 2005 based off of this story. So it's like some young hotshot screenwriter was like immediately swooped down and drafted this out. Yeah, I thought that was kind of weird too because I knew that it, I knew the story of uh, this uh, what is it, Annalise Michael or Michelle, Michelle, mm-hmm. Michelle, uh, and she so yeah, so I think it's Michael. I don't know. Anyway, the story of this young girl in Germany, uh, I thought like it was based like this movie was based on her like her whole thing, but I was like, oh, it's American. Uh, I know they're Catholic. Okay, that's like the one maybe through line. I didn't know that the priest is on trial, but I but there was apparently like in the trial that like the real trial of Annalise, her parents may have like abused her. So that was like a thing that they were on trial for. It wasn't the demon possession. It was like a tr- a thing of like abuse or like a oh. a case of abuse. But um uh and then when I like finished the movie, like you know how it has the like screen card the title not title cards but screen paragraphs that tell you like oh this is based on a true story yada 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 um Mm -hmm. it just didn't fit up right so i guess that's the reason because of that article that's weird yeah and this is um scott derrickson was one of the screenwriters who is known for also writing such cinematic classics sinister and deliver us from evil oh Mm -hmm. and Mm. the new doctor strange movie so what okay 
Yeah, that is, yeah. That so is a career I guess they were it. just. What I think probably happened is they had a devil movie in the queue, and <laughs> then they did a really quick uh, mod to, to you know really get the teens excited. So is that crassly capitalizing on a real life case of what may have been possession for the purposes of making a buck off it, or is that just like? I mean, listen. You hey, know, it's Hollywood. Movie. I think you just answered your own question. Yeah, yeah. That's it's. It, 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 I'll it say that I no longer feel as good about the existence of this movie. <laughs> sure. Yeah, it makes me feel kind of gross because of that. Yeah, I. Yeah, I, I mean, like, also, like the exorcism of, of, of the exorcism of Emily Rose. Um, I was, I, I feel some kind of way about the movie because I think it uh, the scares. Now, here's the thing. The scares in this really do work because um, it's sort of a hurry up and wait thing where it's like legal drama, lawyers talking about lawyer stuff, and then they're on some devil shit. And I, I feel like the way that it's paced really makes the, the scary, contorted uh, devil parts, I, you know, it really pops. Dude, the way Emily does the Sesame Street 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, <laughs> No, thank you. No, thank you. Oh, God. No, thanks. Mm-hmm. I remember that, uh, like, re-watching it. I remember, like, watching that in the theater, and I was, like, sinking into my seat. Me and my friend were both, like, so stoned. We were like, this is the most... I hate this. We, hate- we almost got, like, walked out of the theater. Oh, my God. Do you think the other four devils are bummed out that Lucifer and Belial hog the spotlight? Because the priest is like, name all yourselves. And they're like, I'm Belial, and I'm Lucifer. And everyone else is like, I guess we don't need to talk. Okay. Yeah, I guess we're just fallen angels. See, I'm just picturing Baphomet as Macho Man Randy Savage over in the corner, like, I'm sick of your hot dogging (laughs) and your grandstanding. (laughs) And yeah, Satan is just a big fucking schmooze hound. He has to be the guy. But here's the thing. I'm Larry. And I'm Larry, but Satan can't cut a good promo. You know one of them's going to, like, cut a real good promo, and it's going to oh, go on YouTube, and it's going to be great. Is Satan the Roman Reigns? Satan the, is the, the Roman Reigns. No, Satan no. is the Roman Reigns, or he might be, like, the Seth Rollins that just, like, really just messes everybody up. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, just coming in. I don't know. I, I picture Satan as being, like, the rock, where he, like, he's the big guy who comes back every few years and just can say whatever he wants, and we have to wait for him to go away. Because we but, just, we end up really uh, just wanting to see, you know, like, Asuka. That's all. Exactly right. So, does anyone else think the CG aged very poorly yes. in this movie? It was bad. Oh, yeah. It's yeah. rough. Well, I mean, like the CG, the CG was bad, but I, I feel like um, the the main effect in this was uh, mostly Jennifer Carpenter wilding the fuck out and and contorting her body and doing all manner of weird shit. Um, honestly, Gen- Jennifer Carpenter, who plays Emily Rose, is the highlight of the movie for me, anyway. Yeah, and the sound design, like all those cricking and oh. cracking bones, and like mm-hmm. her voice modulation and all. It that sounds stuff. like somebody stomping on a wet bag of potato chips. It does <laughs> it really does? That, that's a it's really great. Just, you know what? Just I bet splorch. it just splorch. <laughs> um, yeah. She Jennifer Carpenter. She I agree. She is definitely the highlight for me. Like just the act, like the amount of terror it takes, and like even the moment when. I forget who it is, but it, it uh, somebody is explaining to Laura Lenny like the phone call that she got from uh, Emily when she was like away at college, and like just she's in the rain and she's like on the payphone and she's crying. Like the amount of just like, mm. and I, I I mean like not to sound so pretentious, but like I uh, act, and uh, that's really hard, mm. <laughs> and I wouldn't <laughs> want to do that. Um, so you just see that, and it's like nice. Yeah. 
Yeah, it's like, oh, you get it, get it, girl, you you got it. That's that's great. Yeah. I'm never gonna go there because that's too much for me. No, thank you. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's it's impressively well done for also having a movie with hokey shit like horses getting scared and <laughs> kicking open their. Uh, They're barn doors and exploding and right. snakes. Well, yeah, also the snakes. Also, um, I do love... Now, also, also the okay. cats. The six cats who just leap on the breeze. So many oh cats. God. So many cats. Like it's, when a, she, it's a lot. It's so many. It's, oh, my God. Yeah, I even like... I love cats, but watching that like watching that one uh, scene, I was just like, that's too many. That's like a pet... <laughs> that's like a pet smart that's like overrun with cats. I can't. I can't do it. It gives me anxiety. Yeah, I, see, I, I watched this. I, I watched it with my cat on my lap, and I just sort of looked down at her, and she just gave me that sublime "I would murder you if I could, but I'm small, so I can't face." And I'm just like, Aww, "You're the fucking greatest." It's the cutest look, face. <laughs> I love cats. I, I love cats so much. It's like, listen, bud. If I were a hundred pounds heavier, this would be a very different story. Um, now, now, the ending of the movie. Um, I like. I, I feel like it was a bit of a cop out because, like, the central conceit of the movie to me is. How do you litigate a thing like a potential act of God, right? Like, how do you, if you can't prove that God exists or doesn't exist, how do you prove a thing like possession and being justified and, you know, taking steps to do devil shit? But, so, they throw the match, basically, at the end of it, because, you know, I was kind of, I really wanted to find out whether they were going to convict this priest for negligence, and then they were like, yep, you're totally guilty, however, and then the judge, you know, sort of takes off their glasses and looks thoughtful, and they're like... Uh, do you have any problem with an expedited sentence? And the lawyer's like, bruh, 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 bruh. and she's like, uh, we're just going to go with sentence served. So you're free to go. So you're guilty, but you're free to go. And it's like, but that's, it's like inherit the wind. It's like you've convicted him, but find him $1 for it. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's definitely, uh, it is a cop out. And it's just a weird thing that you would, it's a strange thing to bring to trial. That's not like, you know, how do you, prove possession you can prove like catholic priests are uh, a lot of them are gross um sure. in other ways but this you can't i i feel like it's very yeah how do you prove something like that especially in a court of law when you're just like wait you can you can argue that like religion has no place in the law but then you're gonna both side with it i don't get i don't know yeah that's why i was just like oh it seems yeah. very pro like you know believe in god it's not even like a believe in Jesus kind of thing because us Catholics, while we we like the you know uh, Jesus is a is a person, uh, God right. is will smite you and strike fear into you. So it's a very like God is real, fear is real, fear equals your salvation. Uh, so it's very it's very good cop bad cop. Where like the father is the is the enforcer and the son is the cop who wants to work with you and and help you out. Mm -hmm. So where do we want to put this on? the list well now let's start with uh another possession movie i so it's not i know i'm starting high here but i want to get out get it out of the way i don't think it's better than the exorcist oh no yes yeah or... i don't think it's better than abby which is the black exploitation exorcist <laughs> man that's rough um, so, uh, other possession movies, I also don't think it's better than The Devil's Candy, for what it is, but I do think it's more ambitious than The Devil's Candy, if that makes sense. Can I guess what The Devil's Candy is? Absolutely. Okay, so The Devil's Candy, he really likes, uh, I mean, it's just about the devil, 
um, just liking right. candy. Like he goes, he he actually like uh, he comes to to uh, Earth. Uh, mostly, it's probably a town in Michigan that he comes to uh, right. for Halloween uh, Halloween night. Uh, and he's just like, I want to be among people. You know what? I like damn them all to hell. But like now, now's the time that I get to be like just a person. So uh, it's about him like going around trying to get just like this. He remembers like really liking bazooka gum and he can never <laughs> get a piece of it. Uh, so it's just him trying to go going to find it. That's what I think the devil's candy is. I've never seen it. Uh, so it that is checks out. uncanny. <laughs> Given the complete plot synopsis. See, that's why you get those good movie titles like the Texas Chainsaw Massacre or the Devil's Candy. That it's just exactly what it says on the tin, you know. <laughs> hey, I think it's a oh. it's a like when you say the Devil's Candy, I'm like that's candy to me. I'm going right. to play with that. But yeah, I, oh. I uh, well, so what is it? <laughs> oh, it's, oh, it's a uh, movie where a guy might be uh, paranoid schizophrenic or he might actually be possessed with the devil. And he um, oh. moved out of this house and then this family buys it and the guy knocks on the door and says, oh, hey, I live here. So it's like home invasion, but also because he's home invading because he's possessed by the devil. Uh, and the devil's the real cool with home invasion. Ethan... Yeah, exactly. And the, the important thing here is that uh, Ethan Embry from Empire Records and Can't Hardly Wait and and um, uh, Frankie and Grace, um, he plays the dad in this who's like super into metal and he's got like long hair and he's really into black metal and stuff and his daughter wants to impress him so she's into metal. And the important thing here is Ethan Embry and movie makes uh, prominent use of For Whom the Bell Tolls by Metallica. Oh, hey, you know what? That's cool. Yeah. So, is um, the exorcism of Emily Rose better than The Ring? Mm, No, I don't think so. I would. I I, yeah. I think The Ring is creepier. I think the jump scares in it, and plus Naomi Watts is just great. But um, I mean, so is Jennifer Carpenter. I think both both movies are good for their female leads. And both oh, yeah. feature prominently horses scared shitless. <laughs> yes, they do. Yes, they Very do. Very anti-horse agenda going on. Yeah. <laughs> Demons. When will we? Horses. When will Hollywood reconcile its anti-horse agenda? <laughs> Tired of them shoehorning their anti-horse politics. It's so reactionary. It is. Um, so I don't think it's better than uh, the Ring. I will say I do think it is better than the episode of Black Mirror White Bear. Yeah, that's fair. I think it's more ambitious. And I think it's, again, uh, I, I I don't think this is, now here's the thing. Uh, I don't think it's like a Friday night movie for me where like I'm trying to have a good time and unwind after work and I want to watch a horror movie. I'm not putting this on because like you don't walk out, you, you don't turn this horror movie off after watching it going, I fucking love horror. You go, well, that was a very thoughtful legal meditation on possession. And it's like. That's a Wednesday night movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly right. It's also like. It's two hours long, and there are moments where it feels like it's four hours long, but then when it was over, I was like, that was not a very long movie at all. So, it's got weird pacing issues. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I feel like you could have easily the, shaved about 20 minutes off of this. It's all the meandering in the snow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Everyone in this movie just walks around in the snow aimlessly. They do. That's, it's a very yeah, aimless movie for, for walking around in the snow. I agree. Yeah. Yeah, it's very yeah. So I mean, I think I feel like pacing issues, and then also, 
Uh, I have to admit, the dialogue is not good. Great. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like it's not so much people having conversations as people monologuing and saying, and it's not even so much an exposition dump as just like they're explaining the plot as the plot is happening. And the priest literally says something evil is going on. <laughs> yeah, something something evil is surrounding this trial. Like, whoa, come on, everybody, take it yeah, down or not? It's the devil. It's the devil. The devil knows. It, it feels like the devil in here. And then it's, yeah, um, so yeah, the, the the dialogue could have been better. Um, and yeah, and it's too long. So I, I feel I feel good about sandwiching this in between uh, White Bear from Black Mirror and The Ring. All right, so that's number 101. Not so shoddy. Now let's talk about a true Friday night movie or <laughs> no. something. Uh, Bloodbeat. Holy shit. Where do we start? How do we start? How do we start? It was, it we was start by a... saying Oof. this was a Blu-ray that Vinegar Syndrome kindly provided to us. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's also on Amazon Prime. I might have an advantage here because I watched the director commentary where Fabrice Zephyratos explained what he was trying to do. <laughs> <laughs> it's always directors explaining what they were actually trying to do and what their vision was and somebody fucked mm. it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except it was, it, it really is like, look, man, I did a lot of drugs while we were making this movie. Yeah, I was I don't know nuts. why y'all wanted to put it on Blu-ray. I'm here for it. And I, I'll tell you, it looks and sounds wonderful. Oh, man. It sounds wonderful, but also my I think my favorite part of this movie is that, like, it's sort of, it's using a lot of... Uh, classical music throughout the score. Oh my Part god! The- yeah, towards the end with the Carmina Burana, I was like, yeah. I just started yeah. laugh. I just started laughing. Like I was like, oh, <laughs> really? Okay, <laughs> I don't feel like it's that yeah, climactic. Yeah, like but- that first timpani hit on O Four Truth happens, <laughs> and I'm like, no. But it and was. everyone starts turning into laser wizards, yeah, <laughs> shooting each other, yeah. Yeah, the the last part of this movie looks like a teenager's weed van where it's just electric wizards and shit just oh, yeah. running around. Oh my god. Did you notice that the girl, uh, Sarah, is actually the samurai at the end of the movie? Like, she's wearing the white paint. I did. I, she, when she was putting on her helmet, I was like, that's cultural appropriation. She's <laughs> white. <laughs> like, but I noticed, I was just like, right. oh, it's the, I think it's the same... She looks like the same actress because probably budget. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. So this is what happens when your like your white friend gets into anime for the first time, and it's like, oh, all right, all right. Okay, let's, let's scale it take back. it down. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so and, like, should the... we try to um, give a synopsis, or <laughs> is that a fool's um, errand? Or... <laughs> we could certainly try. Okay. All right. So here's what happens. Right. Okay. So so Bloodbeat. There is a some people and they're in a house and some bullshit happens but there's a samurai ghost and that's the plot yeah but it's also a thoughtful meditation on like what it means to be an artist and a woman because (gasps) the mother wants to be a painter and she can't marry her living boyfriend because that will taint her art yeah and he freaks out at her about it like he's he's like I, this is, this is draining on me. What do you think this means for me? Your art supplies are more important than me. And she's like, well, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Flannel, flannel husband is very upset about all of this. Yes, he is. I was like, whoa, then, male aggression. Oh, man. 
Mm-hmm. And then Flannel Son shows up and says, Mom, I brought my girlfriend. And they have... Mom and girlfriend have this, like, five-year stare down on the porch. Oh, yeah. And then she says, come on in. Yeah, no, that stare down, I was like, sorry, are we fighting or fucking? What's, what is this weird... <laughs> they were tension? fucking. They were, they were eye- Yeah, absolutely eye-fucking. And, and so, and, and it's weird because I almost got, like, get-out vibes where, uh, brings partner home to weird fucking family, and she's like, dude, there is something the matter in this goddamn house and he's like uh let's dry hump but she's like i would rather not listen there's like a samurai ghost and he's like hey come on baby come back to bed and it's it's do you it's, want the um, samurai ghost um, to join us <laughs> but also Could they, I don't know. every time the samurai ghost murders someone she has an orgasm I know. I noticed that. I was like, "Wait, is she?" Because I was like looking at my, you know, uh, BT dubs. I paid attention to this movie. I watched it, but I was also writing a bunch of emails while I was watching it. And oh, I looked yeah. up. This, at one point, this I looked is a movie up. You cannot focus on. No, so, like, I could not oh, focus I, I, on. I, I, I was watching. I was watching this at work. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, be, I I have paid attention to it. Uh, but the point where uh, I guess the samurai kills the uh, older. Uh, woman in it, what? Mm-hmm. Right? Is it the grandma? I don't know. But yeah. it's the, the neighbor. It's the neighbor. Sure, the neighbor. Yeah. But uh, I looked up and I was like, oh well, I guess the this woman's dead. And then <clears throat> her pelvis was in the air. I was like, wait, what? Are they? Fu- is Whoa. is the is the sword her dick? I don't. <laughs> I don't and get like, it. Well, and the lighting is weird when she's like rubbing one out because I can't tell if there's somebody with her and she's fucking or right. she's going solo like the and and the lighting of this movie it makes me think of that um so on twitter uh our, our buddy uh, duncan newton Gaines linked us to this uh, video of a guy talking about like you know why horror thrived on vhs as a as a format because um you know like you watch alien on high def blu-ray and it's you know pristine and you can see everything it's less scary when you can see everything where on vhs it's kind of grainier and not as good quality. So you're looking at every shadow going, Why, may- maybe is a Dracula? And this movie, like, I feel like the fact that it looked so scungy, the copy I saw, it really added to the movie. Yeah, and it was direct to video. Like, this was shot for a video release. No, you don't no say? <laughs> <laughs> you mean this didn't premiere at Cannes? <laughs> This guy, no, yeah, actually, I would say the 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 greater the likelihood that the director was tripping nutsack during the making <laughs> of the movie, the likelier it is this fucking went immediately to video and was banned in Britain. Wait, was Psychotron. it really, or is that like a joke? Was it really oh, banned in I, Britain? It might have. It might have been on the video nasties. Quincy, you would know. Is that is this a video nasty? It is not an official, to my knowledge, but it should be. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, it should be banned from Amazon Prime. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> so, God bless the Vinegar Syndrome crew. I love that they are. They said this needs a 4K restoration <laughs> on Blu-ray. <laughs> See, Vinegar Syndrome. I feel like uh, I should make a custom air horn noise every time we're about to do a Vinegar Syndrome release because of how much I adore Vinegar Syndrome for the work they do. They're doing the Lord's work in uncovering weird shit. Yes, they are. I don't know. I I don't. Where would we be without 
this yeah well, where would we be without it we would not know uh miami connection probably right. didn't they do it yeah we wouldn't oh, no. know uh other movies oh samurai cop I samurai cop was also sure slaughterhouse slaughterhouse Fuck yeah, slaughterhouse yeah, they're, um, they're movies that you're just like, I'm glad I saw this, but also I could have not seen it and been fine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this is, yeah, Vinegar Syndrome, it doesn't exactly release, like, essential forgotten gems, like Death Dream or something, but it, listen, it's it's one of those, it's, it's and, and here's the thing, right? Um, so I feel like in the 90s or, like, the early 2000s before, like, streaming services were really a thing and you could find whatever shit you wanted to find by typing in watch name a film online free and then click whatever shady fucking cyberpunk-looking Neo-Tokyo link pops up that's going to give your computer a virus. Um, and I think Vinegar Syndrome is great because it, like, for me, harkens back to when, you know, you'd have a friend who'd find this fucking bizarre tape, like, in the woods <laughs> or in the rummage bin at the local Goodwill. And Vinegar Syndrome, it really does make you feel like you're kind of in on this weird psychotronic video subculture. Yeah, yeah. They, they make you feel, they make me feel like I'm cool. Also and like an they they're, the best part of this Blu-ray is there's a silent version of the movie that has um, synthwave uh, score made, a bespoke synthwave score by oh. um, Nervous Curtains made for it. They know exactly what side of the bread their butter's on. <laughs> They're like, let's take these nonsensical vision visuals and just put synthesizer on it. <laughs> you there, wretched ghoul man who just picked this up at your local FYE. Um, we know you're probably into synthwave, so here's that. Here you go. Because you better believe the Blu-ray, the reversible art that they commissioned for this is <laughs> the girl orgasming to a samurai sword cutting her boyfriend up. Hey, you know Every what? Everybody's got a thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah, puberty, puberty <laughs> is weird for Exactly. So, so huh, hot damn, where do we put... Where do we put blood beat on our okay, list? Okay, other Vinegar Syndrome movies that are already on the list. Number mm -hmm. 114 is Raw Force. I feel like... What is, is Raw Force? I bet... Oh, I don't want to know what Raw Force is. Oh... It oh, sounds, I mean, I could guess, I could guess what it is, but I'm not going to guess what it is. No, I'm going to guess what it is. It's definitely a porn, right? <laughs> it is about <laughs> eating uh, prostitutes, cannibals eating prostitutes, oh. and, and like a, bar, a uh, bargain Delta Force rescuing them. Oh, good. Right. So, so what I thought. Great. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Literally, literally <laughs> that. Yes. You're, you're, so, you, are, you are correct. I would submit that Bloodbeat is better than Raw Force. Uh, I would agree. Raw Force, at several points, it made me... Uh, all right, so I don't know how many um, video games you play. Have you ever played Bro Force? Mm. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, Raw Force made me feel at several points like I was watching a Bro Force cutscene somehow. <laughs> if that game had cutscenes, and I feel like uh, uh, Bloodbeat, purely for fucking O Fortuna over the end of this movie, I am, That's I am putting great. this above. Right. Oh, it's so good. Above Raw Force is Hello Mary Lou, Prom Night 2. Oh. And that's where I get stuck. Oh. Goddamn. Gun to my head right now, I would go with Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2 as a thing, just because it... I mean, okay, things like coherence and plot are 
kind of hazy on this podcast. Like, <laughs> it, it, not not strictly speaking necessary for me to have liked a, a movie we've seen. Uh, but I feel like Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2 is one of the most underrated horror movies of the 80s. Yeah, yeah. Now, I just realized, are we okay with putting Bloodbeat above the Devil's Rejects? <laughs> yes! Totally yes! <laughs> yeah. I, I'm, so, I'm so good with that. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know how much you want me to contribute, but uh, as much uh, as, as you want, you're on the I, show. Yeah, okay, yeah. I would say uh, yes, put it definitely above the Devil's Rejects. It's it, the Devil's Rejects is just a movie that uh, yeah, I, it was very. I saw it and I, people loved it. I at least people that I knew at the time loved it, and I just felt very like meh on it. Uh, yep. So yeah, this was more enjoyable. In terms of it just being ridiculous. It's a haunted samurai sword. It's a haunted samurai sword that kills people and a lady like fucks while it's happening. (laughs) I think that's feminism at its peak. (laughs) I feel like this is the kind of movie that when we have the rank and file spinoff bar franchise, this mm-hmm. is the movie that plays on the television. On the <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and also because I, yeah, and I agree, like it's better than devil's rejects because I don't really care for devil's rejects, but also because like, okay, I would rather watch lady busts a nut while a guy gets stabbed with a samurai sword. Hell yeah. Because he's, because he's a ghost. Then Bill Mosley sexually threatens a family for 45 uncomfortable. Thank days. you. Thank you. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So come on down to drank and vile and watch. <laughs> <Blood> <laughs> drank and vile. Oh my God. Yeah. So yeah, clearly once we, once we make a themed bar where we just make people watch terrible movies, it's going to, yeah, this on a loop at all times. Um, so it's definitely better than the devil's rejects. However, I gotta, Oh, I hate to say it, but if we're going with vinegar syndrome movies, I think slaughterhouse is a cut above. Yeah, you're right. I I was actually looking down and that is far better than Mm -hmm. this movie. Because it also teaches us that if you kill a cop, you get to be a cop by just putting their clothes on. If you take their badge, you steal their power, and you're a cop now. Yeah, it's like exactly. That's that's how they. Uh, that's the that's the test they do, right? Yeah, that's the test. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So better or worse than that entire season of Castlevania? Ooh, Marlene, what do you think? Did you see Castlevania? I have not seen Castlevania. No. But uh, if it, if you what have do to, you imagine it to be? Uh, Castlevania. Okay, here's what I imagine it to be. So Castlevania is kind of like, all right. Well, they're a family, and right. they uh, they're kind of like the Adams family, but it's like the Adams family 2.0, um, mm-hmm. where they're very you know the daughter she is kind of exploring her uh, newfound you know thoughts on the world, uh, and the son is just she's trying to. It's like the Sopranos, but with the Adams family combined. <laughs> So, uh, and the dad is kind of like a mob boss, but, uh, you know, he's kind of like a Tony Soprano bot, but he's also, uh, you know, uh, he's Dracula. He's Dracula. Um, right. So, yeah, he's a mob Dracula. It's like, it's like a fun, um, Sopranos. It's like fun Sopranos, but with like a horror vibe. That's what I think Castlevania is. Uh, oh, it's also, you're two it's also, for two. How do you keep how doing do you, this? How does she do it? It's also, do do it's it? also <laughs> set in North Jersey. So that's where, yeah, it's a, there's a, it's a castle in the middle of a suburb in Jersey. It's a castle in the middle. Well, 
I, I don't know how Matt is going to disagree with your clairvoyance on this one, because, yeah, you're two for two. You've exactly, you. exactly described the plot of Castlevania. And actually, going by that description, I I am putting... Uh, <laughs> I'm putting Bloodbeat below Castlevania. Because, because Mob Dracula's. Uh, is it a good okay, show? So is it a good? Is that a show that I should watch? Is it a good show? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it's um, you know Warren Ellis who did like uh, Transmet and and yes. a bunch of other stuff. Like he, uh, so he was the head writer for Castlevania, and it's basically an adaptation of a dumb video game that is better than it has any right to be, and it's really beautifully animated. Um, um, oh, I feel so like I'm, I I'm a... uh, now I'm looking at it. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's a uh, yep. Okay. I think mm -hmm. Matt and I watched, like, the first episode of this once, but it was a while back. Oh, uh, there we go. Now but that I see I, it. Like, I do still prefer your version about Mob Dracula and Thank his you. troublesome family. Did I say that it was also anime? I meant that it was also anime. <laughs> <laughs> also, it is an anime, an anime about Mob Dracula and his family. Hey, I will watch yep. it. <laughs> okay. I mean, same. So, Bloodbeat is number 122. And for real, buy this Blu-ray because you want to have it to put on when your friends come over for a night of hanging out. Like, this is something you just let play with the volume low and just wait for someone to say, Hey, hey, but but what the fuck is on this television? <laughs> yeah, like, what, what, are, what are we watching? Um... I've I've had that happen with the uh, the third act of seeding of a ghost since doing this podcast where like I had it on in the background and um, Josh uh, Copeland was over and was just like hey quick question what the fuck and uh, <laughs> yeah and I refused to give him context for why what was happening was happening and he just and you know he's a good sport so he was like all right I, I suppose this is the life I le I, I I lead now yeah I had a uh, somebody do that to me um, we I was hosting a Halloween party and I just put on Reanimator because it's a classic. And uh, a friend of mine was just like, what the hell are we watching? And I was like, uh, everybody has to shut up now. And we watch Reanimator. The party is now a viewing party of this movie, if you don't know what it is. Um, but he, nobody went for it, so it ended up just being a party. It's fine. Um, Did you then watch <laughs> Beyond Reanimator with the music video? Reanimate your feet. Yes. It's uh, it's very fun. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, Reanimator is its own special occasion. Like, if you, if I, it's one of those movies that if I find out somebody has not seen it, I get, I, yeah. Yeah. I get so excited because, like, imagine getting to watch Reanimator for the first time. <laughs> like, you get to see oh that cat God. again. Yes. Cat dead. Details yeah. later. You have to, you have to know that line now. It's gonna be seeped in your brain every time you see a cat. It's gonna be weird. Yeah, and, and you Barbara get to... Crampton. Also, Barbara Crampton's naked, hysterical father falling down a lot. Oh, also and... that. Also that. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just it's just outstanding. Um, so Quincy, do we have time for one of our listener requests? Yes, <laughs> we <laughs> uh, were asked to rank um, Night of the Comet. Uh, Sarah Pyle writes in to rank Night of the Comet, which oh. is available right now on Tubi if you want to watch it. Uh, T-U-B-I. I don't know uh, if anyone else is, is on that Tubi screen, streaming grind. It's actually mm -hmm. pretty good. Um, Night of the Comet rules. I love yeah. Night of the Comet. It might it, be the best sister horror movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah, this is, it's, and here's the thing, it's sister horror, but it's also enormous hair horror. Um, yes, and it's it, like the, the two the two sisters they 
It's it makes me think of my very midwestern aunts when I was growing up, and they kind of never got over that '80s thing of needing to have giant hair, and so it's got a it's got a, a soft spot for me. But also, like Night of the Comet, the gore in it is pretty good. Yeah, I would agree with that too, and uh, prominent use of Uzis. Yeah. Um. So and really, it's one of many. Like I think the other now here's here's the problem is there are so many movies from the 80s with Night of the... You've got Night of the Demons, Night of the Creeps, Night of the Comet, and I feel like at some point all of those movies uh, get rolled up into an amalgam slurry of Night of movies, and I have to think about which one I'm talking about. Um, and, uh, the, and furthermore, all of those Night of the movies are fucking great. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm... I feel like I if you really yeah if you put Night of in front of it, I'm gonna watch it. Like I haven't seen this, but just from uh, all the tabs that are now open on my uh, laptop, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. I, I am definitely gonna watch this movie. Yeah, oh, yeah. it's it prominently features the arcade game um, Tempest. <laughs> A major plot point is Reg's high score in Tempest. Yeah. It's it's so it could it, it it it's like cut from pure uh unfiltered 1984. Also the um yeah they you could snort and get high off of the pure 1984 in this movie. Oh yeah. Also the stock boys the zombie stock boys are like a cinematic performance that is shamefully overlooked. Yeah, like they they I I appreciate that they fucking go for it. Like they're not. They could do the Romero zombie thing, but they're like, mm, or I could get on this fucking highlight reel with my friends with the giant hair. So I'm just going to, you know, I'm just going to fucking go for it. And it's yeah. amazing. It, after I watched this, I looked up and added every Ivan E. Roth movie. That's the guy who plays Willie, the zombie stock boy, mm-hmm. added all of his movies. So everything, even where it says zombie number three, I'm like, I'm fucking watching that. <laughs> he was one of the zombies in Night of the Creeps, for example. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Also, Night of the Creeps, I can't wait to do for this podcast. That's a, a stay tuned for sure. So, on the list, I think I would be comfortable saying that it is not as good as Hellbound Hellraiser 2. However, Low Life has a luchador. Yeah, Low Life is better. Yeah. Because you it's put a luchador a, it's, in it. And that's gonna that automatically gives you like ten points in ranking. Yes, it's a luchador exactly. that literally rips a guy's hand off in a fugue <laughs> state hey, and wakes up in fun. a puddle of gore and is like, "Oops, I did it again." <laughs> Oops! Oh well, <laughs> I'm just gonna go back to my day job at the Annie Ann's Pretzels booth. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! And he just yeah, just shuffles off sadly. So yeah, oh, so no. I, uh, yeah. I, <laughs> it's better than oh, creep no. though. Oh no. Mm. Yeah, I think it's better than Creep and not as good as Ryan Prowse Low Life. All right, so that is um, Night of the Comet is number 106. And I'm just going to add that uh, now that I'm reading, uh, just n- I'm not reading the plot to it yet because I'm going to uh, watch it, but just reading mm-hmm. a little bit about, about it, um, it influenced the creation of the character that I love, one of the characters I love the most, uh, Buffy, uh, Buffy Summers and Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Mm. So, uh, oh, yeah. props to that. Definitely, probably going to watch this like tomorrow night. <laughs> oh wait, wait, wait! Yeah. We have to re-rank it because I forgot. 
it's not as good as Chopping Mall because the sister is actually in Chopping Mall. Ooh, that's a good point. Sorry, fellas. It's not, uh, and, and, and sorry, folks in general. Didn't mean to be gendered there. Uh, not coming in at 106. It's actually going further down the list. <laughs> yeah, good fuck night of the comment. it can't go above Chopping Mall. No, certainly not. But yeah, like I, the fact that this influenced Buffy Summers, as a, where it's like, you know what? What if we had the main character with huge hair and she's, you know, and she's just murdering the shit out of some undead? Like that, that nets it so many points. Sign me up. All right, this is this is why this list is getting a little unwieldy because I forgot <laughs> that Night of the Demons and Ghoulies is down here next to Chopping Mall. <laughs> Both and, of which and, are Stone Cold classics, by the way. Yeah, I feel like Night of the Comet isn't as good as Ghoulies because there's not the the branding with the puppets. Right, uh, right, right. But it's definitely better than It Stains the Sands Red. Oh, yeah, no. It it actually makes sense in the third act, so it goes above It Stains the Sands Red. Okay, so uh, is it cool if we actually bump it 30 <laughs> slots down and put it at 136? Fuck it, yeah. Nothing, it's, listen, this list... I, this is 100% word of God, everything. It's like the moment we decide a thing goes where it goes, that's the incontrovertible truth, and now it's the truth that it goes 30 spots down below where we previously decided it went. <laughs> Listen, if you have something to say, uh, just add it on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's, yeah. So is wait, it a sign new... that we're getting popular that we're actually getting mean tweets now? Uh, it, I think that is actually a sign that we're, we're coming to like any kind of prominence is that somebody is looking at our list going, now hold on a goddamn minute, because let's face it, <laughs> we've been thumbing our nose yeah. at God How for the How dare last you year. say Lance Henriksen fucks? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's like, listen, I'm shitposting about, l- l- listen, Lance Henriksen fan account, don't, don't look at me. Don't pay attention to what I'm doing on Twitter. Don't tell my so, mother yeah. how I live. She doesn't, yeah, she doesn't want to know. Uh, but exactly, right. I, I think that it, once you start getting hate on Twitter is when you're like, yeah, I think, I think we're doing something right. I think we're doing yeah. right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. for hate from trolls, not like hate from like, you know, uh, hate from people who just like, don't, they're trolls. Um, right. Exactly. You get it. Yeah. They're just cruising the mentions trying to. Yeah. Or people with good opinions that just like want to have a nice debate. But you don't find that on Twitter. So, you know. <laughs> At no point. At no point. So, Marlene, uh, where can our listeners find you? Uh, okay, so you can uh, find... Right. Yeah. So you can find me on Twitter. Uh, I'm Marlene, M-A-R-L-E-N-E, underscore Isabel with two L's. Um, you can find me on Twitter. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. I guess that's a plug. Uh, Marlene I. Thompson, uh, all one word. Um, if you're in the Asheville area, you can follow me, uh, I post a lot about our improv shows and sketch shows, so you can come and see those, but it doesn't really make sense if you're in Michigan. So, uh, yeah, (laughs) just, uh, just Twitter. Yeah. I'm on it. And where can listeners find Ghost of a Chance? Uh, you can find it on iTunes, uh, Ghost of a Chance. Um, if you also, oh my gosh, I am about to... Uh, Matt is going to probably, uh, be like, how can you not remember our Gmail account? But, uh, oh, I know what it is. Okay. So, uh, (laughs) if you have a story, um, like a, a a story, an experience that you have, or you live in a town that you, you, hey, there's a really fun folklore thing that I want to know, uh, 
We are at uh, Ghost of a Chance Cast at Gmail dot com. Uh, so you can email us your uh, stories, and we will read them at the end of every episode. Yeah. Yeah. So, you, but you can find us on iTunes at Ghost of a Chance. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Um, Rowan, thank you so much for for watching some (laughs) bizarre (laughs) movies about samurais. Yeah, hey, thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Yeah. Um, You know, I live near uh, the Bell Witch Cave, and I uh, am campaigning for you and Matt to come do a crossover episode where we all go to the Bell Witch Cave. (laughs) Hey, look, here's the thing. Yeah, I'm saying mm-hmm. yes because I am on a computer right now, and I'm like, this sounds amazing. I'm also like a little bit of a gin and soda in, so I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yes, yes, let's do it. I know I'm gonna get there, and I'm gonna say no. This was a bad idea, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I am intrigued by it. So keep keep asking, and it will probably happen. <laughs> My friend claims that when they stole a rock from the ground their luck went bad and like they got in a car accident and they lost their job and like they broke up with their girlfriend until they returned the rock to the cave that ain't nothing but the devil. like that's yeah you're gonna show up at that cave and be like i take it back i'm not no i, I regret everything about what i've done for this and all then, my life choices are bad <laughs> yeah exactly I'm just, I'm just i'm having a good think about the choices that led me here and uh i'd like off the ride please yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, obviously, uh, listeners uh, to Rank and Vile, you can uh, if you want to request a movie. Like, let's say you've heard us do Night of the Night of the Comet. You've heard us do Night of Something Strange, unfortunately. And maybe you're like, all right, motherfuckers. But when are you do a Night of the Creeps? Uh, you're going to want to send that request over to rankandvilecast at gmail.com, uh, or uh, you're going to want to put that in our ask box on uh, Tumblr at rankandvile.tumblr.com. If you want to harass us and ask us why we think Lance Hendrickson fucks, you're going to bother us on Twitter at uh, rankandvilecast uh, on Twitter. Uh, or uh, if you uh, want to tag us in something horrible that you found that Quincy maybe hasn't seen yet, it's something you found in the woods and you know it would be absolutely his thing, uh, you're going to go over to the Rankin Vile Instagram at just Rankin Vile on Instagram. Uh, I believe that's about all we got. You got anything else? If you want to book a vacation to the Bell Witch Cave <laughs> or advertise with the show or uh, if you have a movie we want us to review or just say hi, uh, send us an email rankandvilecast at gmail.com or you can send yeah. requests there. Real quick, this episode was brought to you by Zubaz. Uh, if you want a pair of the best pants in the world, uh, just go to zubaz.com and use code RankVile15 for 15% off your super great athletic uh, tiger stripe pants. These are the pants of an emperor who is also uh, really into fanny packs. A fanny pack emperor. These pants, uh, I, so I've been wearing them when I do DDP yoga lately because I'm a parody of myself. And uh, yeah, no, it's um, these pants. I, it's funny because like, you know, you laugh at them because you're like, haha, giant, crazy Lisa Frank ass clown pants, ridiculous. And then you put them on and you're like, I'm so, I'm so mobile and flexible. And uh, this is how you lose control of your life, by the way. And this is how you know that you're old as you, you move in your life from wearing only tight jeans to lounging around the house like a psychotic clown in your crazy neon tiger pants. No, so go but to... they make room for your sick leg gains. That's why they were invented. If you're 
if you like me are uh, you aspire to become a ham hawk and you need pants that are on board with that vision, you're gonna go to zubas.com uh, and use the code rankvile15, I think. Yeah, rankvile15. Rankvile15 to get 15% off your pants. Also, I love you to everyone who has already used the promo code to maximize their uh, leg gains in Crazy Tiger Pants. But that's it. Have a great week, y'all. Have a good week, folks.